Blue Morning, Level 17, Consistent Focus. My name is you, and I am addicted to anger. I have a long-standing habit of reading, listening to, and watching content that is as enraging as it is engaging. I consume this media, and I get angry, and I take that anger out on people. That doesn't mean that I often have temper tantrums. Quite the opposite. I hold my anger in, repress it. And with it, I repress all of my emotions. My anger does not often come out against others. Rather, it eats me up from the inside. As long as I don't explode on other people, I don't really notice the anger. But in my denial of it, my sensitivity is minimized. My anger, my rage, my wrath, it clouds my thinking and mitigates the power of my mind. I see the world in shades of red. And this is so normalized that I can't really imagine its cessation. As I write and recite and listen to this message, I begin to contemplate how lovely life will become when these demons are exercised. I can feel my focus splintering. That is the lingering effect of thousands of hours of addiction. I don't mean addiction to substances or even behaviors but addiction to information, to social media and television, to political videos and blogs that focus on nationalism. I don't just mean pieces in favor of it, but especially, notably, media that is critical of the evils of the world. Media that calls out the crimes of the provincially minded, videos that chastise the bigoted for being behind the times. The worse the story is, the angrier the media is, the more I'm interested. Most recently, I was obsessed with the coverage of a social media company's proposal to provide financial services. The elected officials of the major nation that my accent indicates I'm from had a field day rhetorically bombarding the mega corporation's representative with leading questions. He had very little to say. And I, like many other observers, was engulfed in schadenfreude. The narrative put forth by the, oppress, by the press and elected officials is that this company is led by evil geniuses who are using language of financial inclusion to forward their agenda for world domination. The proposed monetary instrument under discussion poses a challenge to the hegemonic power of the dominant government. So it's understandable that they would oppose the proposal. But why was I, someone who is not in favor of the economic warfare policies of this government, excited to watch them attack the corporate representative, a man who is not really in charge of the product he's defending, just its figurehead? Why was I so excited to see an elected official analogize this proposal for global digital currency to a terrorist attack? Why was I thrilled to watch the corporate figurehead squirm in his chair as he gave non-answers in response to tough questions? What is the benefit to me in all of this ceremony? I know that government doesn't happen on television. I know that a televised hearing is not decisive of anything. And yet, I was enthralled by the spectacle. These hearings, like any other political media, were a projection of negativity. It's, it wasn't spiritually attuned, it wasn't beautiful, 
It wasn't even highly strategic. The politicians weren't primarily concerned with policy or the outcomes of their words in the long run. Their first priority was to get the approval of their constituents and donors to ensure re-election. Politics is distraction. Some even call it a mind killer. I don't need it. What I do need is bloom. To bloom is to be, to love, to utilize, to empathize, to measure. In the political media to which I'm addicted, there is not much measurement, not much empathy, not much utility, not much love, and no demonstration of transcendent being. There is only anger and stupidity. As one political media persona would say, sad. Well, I say anger makes us sad. But in many ways, I am glad to know that I must discover truth on my own that I can't just accept and believe, but I must create and achieve. I appreciate this feeling. It's peaceful and inspiring. I'm sure that some listeners are thinking, duh, you know better than to pay any attention to the distractions of demagogues and pundits. I hear you, but I also feel a responsibility to be informed. 10 days from this recording will be the second set of debates for the Democratic presidential candidates and I think it's important for anyone interested in leadership, whether that's in business or through the arts, to watch. I think it's important to take an active role with respect to the collective actions of the group that one is party to. Just as one can be addicted to consuming negativity in angry media, to be totally unaware of the world at large is to cede any claim one has to it. So I plan a 10-day pause on politics but not an indefinite one. I won't create a goal that I cannot and do not want to accomplish. In the next 10 days, I will accelerate Bloom's forward movement. I am extricating my attention away from politicized media, and it's harder than it seems. I've conditioned myself to be outraged by reading the accounts of people on social media. Well, I don't even know if they are people. It's possible that many of the comments I read on Reddit are written by natural language processing algorithms. But I do know that when I pay attention to politics, I don't have the mental bandwidth to do things that really matter. I have things to write and produce, documents, podcasts, and software. But the documents I'm writing are disrupted by the words that I read. The podcasts I am making are disrupted by the voices that I listen to. The code that I'm writing is disrupted by the software that I use. In the next 10 days, I make a major change. I switch from primarily reading blogs and social media to primarily reading books. I substitute listening to others with listening to myself. I change from primarily being a user to primarily being a developer of software. I see that there are two keys to this transition, meditation and reading. I must be consistent in my practices. With the hours of time that I reclaim away from political media, I will practice enriching habits. Both meditation and reading are practices of focus, single-pointed focus, to be still and content within a single stream, to stop multitasking. This is my dream, and it's becoming reality. Manifestation has already commenced.
The challenge is consistency. I know that I will have temptations to check out the social media sites that enrage me. I know this because I've wired my brain for years to crave this negative stimulation. It's hard to change because the information that I choose to direct my focus on is less exciting and less emotional than what I'm addicted to. But I know that this change is for the better because I value truth. To value truth is to choose to learn from true statements. When I read or watch or listen to something objectionable and then mentally dissect it, I'm hardly learning. Really, I'm merely confirming the supremacy of my ego over the author, speaker, or producer. But that's not true. I am not superior to any other. However incorrect the message may be, I am incorrect to deem myself above the messenger. And at another level, this incorrectness is a problem for me. Any energy I dedicate towards finding flaws in other people's thinking is wasted energy. At best, I'm confirming that my ego consciousness is correct and they are wrong. At worst, I'm infusing their incorrect ideas into my mind and assuming a toxin that will take even more time to purge. I share this message because I know that it's one of common applicability and because the process of recording and exposure crystallizes my intentions. When I listen back to myself, my convictions intensify. So that's it. Thank you. I see the listenership of Blue Morning is increasing and for this I'm grateful. Thank you. Thank you for helping me to be uplifted.